Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of the Nothing But Locks podcast. I'm your host, Ali Melnicki, accompanied by my favorite co-worker, Robert Kowalski. How are you doing today, Robert? How are you doing? Just excellent. Thanks so much. Can't wait to see what you've got to say here about the AFC and NFC conference championships. Yeah, and real quick, because we didn't get to do an episode earlier in the week, I was traveling from the West Coast to the East Coast. I'll be on the East Coast for two weeks, and we didn't get to lament about the New York Giants. So I'll do do a quick brief, uh, I guess you could say, postmortem on them, on their season, and I'll let you to speak for a few minutes, Robert, and then we'll get right into the picks, but... I thought coming out in the game, I said on this podcast last week that if the Giants want to win, they need to score first. They need to get the ball first. They need to get on the board first because if they allow the Eagles to score first, they're not going to win and they're not going to come from behind like they did with the Vikings. From the very first drive where the Eagles just marched down the field and scored, I had no issues with Jalen Hurts because I felt like he didn't have to do much in the game. Once I saw Miles Sanders and Kenneth Gainwell running all over the defense, I knew the game was done. The Giants just look completely under unprepared, both on the coaching staff and on the team. Our offensive line had their worst showing all year, and it's a shame because a week prior they had their best showing against the Vikings. I think it's evident we need to totally make over the linebacking core. They just did nothing against the run. We also need to beef up our secondary through whether it's the draft or free agency. And we just need to get Daniel Jones help. We need better interior blocking. We need better receivers. Richie James, I know the game was a bit out of hand by them, but he dropped what surely would have been a clear-cut touchdown down the field. When you're relying on names such as Richie James, Isaiah Hodgins, I don't even know who else he's been throwing to all year, Colin Johnson, I think. It, it just it, 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 set, it sets you up for failure from the beginning. So overall, I couldn't be more happy with how my Giants did this year. We got a first playoff win in just about over a decade. It was our first playoff appearance since 2016. I think Brian Dable and Joe Schoen have the have the team going in the correct direction. We'll see how the offseason plays out with Daniel Jones, who I'm confident will sign. Saquon Barkley might be a different story. But overall, Robert, if you ask me to gr- put a grade on the season, I think it deserves an A and nothing less. What's your thoughts? Yeah, this, you know, looking at the game, and I, I think I had some follow-up questions for you, Ali, but yeah. I, I think I could extract the answer from from your breakdown from the game on Saturday, but this obviously was a total knockout, you know, with the Eagles up 28, nothing in the first half. I mean, in desperation, the giants, their, their passing numbers, it was 15 of 27, 109 yards, you know, while trailing all night. I don't think Hertz is quite all the way back to full health, but for the giants game, uh, he didn't need to be, this was just a squash show. Uh, So Allie, do you think, I mean, it looks to me like the Giants are in quarterback purgatory. Uh, do we have the Daniel Jones that we saw all year? Is that the quarterback that he is? Or when playing against playoff, you know, slash championship caliber, uh, is he what we saw against the Eagles? Um, sign or possibly are we looking at maybe letting the Daniel Jones go here? Look, I don't think there's a better option that's affordable out there right now. We're not going to trade for Aaron Rodgers. We're not going to sign Tom Brady. We're not, Lamar Jackson, I don't think we're going to sign, or I, I don't even know if I want to sign him, just considering his recent injury history. I don't think there's a better option out there. You look at the draft, there's real, even CJ Stroud and Bryce Young, there's really no quarterback that just jumps out at me as someone to build your franchise around. 
I think Daniel Jones played well well enough this year, considering the circumstances, considering he had next to no wide receivers. He had a very poor offensive line most of the year. I think he did everything after he had to do. He showed me massive improvement in two key areas, Robert. One, the turnovers. He did not, he barely turned the ball over this year. I think he had the best interception rate of all quarterbacks in the league. I know people want to bash that he didn't throw a lot of touchdowns, but let's be honest, he ran for a lot of touchdowns too. He was just faced with wide receivers that really just didn't know how to separate themselves. He didn't have a deep threat. Kennedy Galladay, what he played five snaps all year. I really think if you get him, if you gave him Jalen Hurts' offensive line with the Eagles, I can just imagine what Daniel Jones would be able to do. I've seen what he can do when he gets good blocks, and you saw that in the Colts game, and you saw that in the Vikings game times two. So I am confident enough that Daniel Jones is going to continue to improve. I want to see him have a legitimate number one receiver. I want to see him have a very improved interior offensive line. So I'm willing to give Daniel Jones two, to, uh, probably two years won't cut it, a three-year contract. I think that will make him happy. I don't think there's another team in the league that's going to give him a crazy contract. I think his value still stays with us. So, yes, I would sign Daniel Jones to a short-term contract. How about you? Yeah, for short-term, I'll agree with you. I don't like anything that's out there. It's not a fit for the team. Uh, and I actually really enjoyed the dynamic that we saw from Daniel Jones pretty much from the midway point on. Uh, and I think that's the real quarterback that he is. Yeah. Not what we saw against the Eagles. Um you know, we are we are several, several strides away from where where the Eagles are right now, just from an offensive and defensive perspective. They they had five absolute just bulldozers on the line. Yeah. Uh, and there was nothing that could be they were just getting blown up nonstop. And so that's obviously, you know, going to be something where the blocks just have to keep coming in and you know, one season or another, we're going to be able to have an offensive line that that's uh, as good as championship caliber as the Eagles are. So I'll, I'll agree with you as well, Ali. Uh, Daniel Jones definitely should go ahead and get uh, as good an extension as we can offer him without, uh, you know, making it look too silly. <laughs> and then real quick before we move on, Robert, because with Daniel Jones comes also Saquon Barkley, who is going into free agency. The Giants have the option to put the franchise tag on him. I'll let you answer this one first. What should the Giants do with Saquon? Thanks. Yeah, I, I could tell you right now, and it might might come a little jarring, uh, you know, being you know, what we just said about Daniel Jones. I am okay with Saquon Barkley walking. I hope he gets I the agree. best contract he can. Uh, and we'll be able to find uh, a a pretty valid uh, running back to, that can you know fit the mold of of the game plan that we have right now. I don't think that uh, it's going to be hard to find number one. And actually, I think that if we could find a, a running back that can um, maybe be more um, showing our offensive tendencies, you know from you know, being split wide or or being able to, you know, handle more receptions than handoffs. I think that might be the next step that the Giants need to, you know, grow and, and become a contender, you know, to win the NFC championship. And you look at some of the top running backs in this league. Look at just last year, Jonathan Taylor didn't make the playoffs. Derrick Henry, they were a one and out. I think you can get away with not having a running back. And I was on the Back Your Play podcast with Rich Q earlier in the day today. And we kind of had the same 
observance as you, Robert. If Saquon walks, you know, I am totally fine with it. This is a guy that's been in the league five years now. He's been injured three of the five years. A, a, a running back's shelf life is very short compared to the other positions because there was even talk at the end of the year that Saquon was getting too big of a workload. If you look at his numbers from the beginning of the half compared to the second half, he really took a dip. And that's when Daniel Jones actually did excel when Saquon started taking a dip. If you look at when we run, won our other Super Bowls, we didn't have that top running back in the league. I mean, we had a Brandon Jacobs. We had a Bradshaw. We, we, had, we had guys that you could just make a duo and go together. I am 100% fine with letting Saquon go. I think he's going to command top dollar, even though he says he wants to be with the Giants and he's willing to take a pay cut. I just don't know if I trust his injury history. If we put the franchise tag on him, I wouldn't be upset, but I agree with you. I think Saquon should just walk. All right. Well, that is our little Giants recap. Sorry if we took up people that weren't New York Giants time, but we will get right straight to the picks. I just need to get that off my system. And I probably still need to get the Giants loss off my system for the next. (laughs) But anyway, let's go straight to the games, Robert. And we'll start with the first game on Sunday. And that is the Eagles and the 49ers. We are looking at the Eagles, who obviously just blew out the Giants. Niners struggled a little bit against the Cowboys. Nevertheless, they covered. They're still a covering machine under Brock Purdy. I believe what they're up to the ninth win in a row with him. I'm not quite sure, but Robert, what are we looking at for the odds here? So I am an anomaly. uh, So I'll I'll get to my number in in a moment, but the market price typically opened up the Eagles uh, as a one and a half point favorite over the 49ers climbed to two and two and a half. Uh, so two and a half with the extra juice uh, in, in some places here in Nevada. Total really hasn't moved much. Uh, 45 and a half up to 46 and a half. And that's pretty much a, a good number everywhere. Uh, again, Book of Baldini's here in Reno is a very short drive from the Bay Area. So you could probably imagine the influence that we have on our betting lines. Uh, we're the only two right now anywhere in the state and that's probably not going to move because just the the ticket count and the dollars being bet on the 49ers uh just simply won't allow me to (laughs) so two and a half pretty much everywhere uh, except here at the book of baldini's where we're two so i don't care what the number is i love the 49ers money line right here i said before the 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 playoff started i'm riding with the niners all the way i'm gonna stick with my pick i'm gonna ride with the niners all the way and I have my analysis will will back up my statement as well. The Eagles, and this is one of the big criticisms of the New York Giants, that they haven't played or be in any team of note this year. If you look at the playoff teams that the Eagles have beat, they've beat the Giants three times this year. Okay, we know what the Giants are. They beat the Jaguars, who the Giants also beat, but I'm not going to get into a Giants thing. The Minnesota Vikings were the other playoff team that the Eagles beat in week two, blew them out. We know what everyone's stance now is on the Vikings, that they had no defense, that they were overrated. The only other playoff team they have beaten besides that was the Dallas Cowboys, and that was when Dak Prescott was out and Cooper Rush was in. So the Eagles, to me, have not played a meaningful team all season that is of note. They haven't played a team like the Chiefs. They haven't played a team like the Bengals. And they certainly haven't played a team like the San Francisco 49ers that has the number one run defense again in the league and the number one pass defense in the league. 
I think that people underestimate how good the Niners team is on defense and they overestimate how good the Eagles offense is really just tearing it up against poor defensive teams all season. I love San Francisco here. One of my big prop bets, I'm taking the over for Jalen Hurts interceptions. I believe it's at 0.5 right now. I think they're going to rattle Hurts. I think they're going to start driving him out of the pocket. That's a brutal front seven behind Joey Bo- behind Nick Boza with the San Francisco 49ers. I think they're going to cause him to make mistakes. They're going to cause him to make turnovers. So for that point alone, Robert, I am rolling with the 49ers. It'll be the defense that wins them the game. It's going to be similar to the Cowboys, very low scoring. And I am backing the Niners in this one. How about you? You know, if you just look at this game, Ali, from you know, just a, a, a if you just look at the stats, right, and you, you see exactly what the body of work is going into the season. Uh, you, you mentioned some of the key numbers that I really loved and circled as you called them out. San Francisco, during the regular season, number five ranked offense uh, and the number one defense versus the number 32 schedule. Um, guys did what you had to do against it. Eagles, number three offense and the number two defense also versus the number 31 schedule. They also did what they had to do during the regular season to get to where they are. Now, obviously, the Eagles' offense was very sharp, particularly in the first half versus the Giants this past Saturday. Let's look at the Giants. What have they done? They're the number 18 offense and the number 25 defense versus the number 26 schedule, right? So the Eagles are going to be facing a much better defense on Sunday. Mm-hmm. I'd like to hear more of what you just said across the atmosphere of, of where I'm, I'm seeing people talk about games coming up this weekend instead of, you know, boy, wow, the Eagles sure did look better than San Francisco this week. Really not the point. <laughs> I got uh I have the Niners taking care of business here on the road, Allie. I'm I'm alongside with you. And uh, you know, the the plus two and a half definitely is is a nice little thing to have in your pocket. Uh, but I, I really think that the NFC is going to be represented by the 49ers in the Super Bowl. This is how I see the 49ers game plan panning out and if they want to be successful. If you remember, Robert, last year in the wild card round, now Jimmy G was the quarterback back then, but they opened on the road. They were they were road dogs against the Dallas Cowboys, who had a top three defense last year as well. What did they do the first time they got the ball in that game? They ran something like a 15-play drive that took up nine minutes of the of the first quarter, drove it down the field, and scored a touchdown. The next time, I believe the Cowboys were three and out when they came out on offense. I can see the 49ers executing the same kind of game plan. I know Christian McCaffrey's a little banged up, but I think the X factor in this game for the San Francisco offense isn't Brock Purdy, isn't Christian McCaffrey, but it's Debo Samuel. I think you need to get a lot of runs to him, whether that's quick passes, whether that's, you know, shovel passes in the backfield. But I think you need to make that Philadelphia Eagles defense work from the get-go. You also need to keep the Eagles offense off the field, make them get cold on the sidelines. It's going to be cold in Philly on, on Sunday. I think that with the Niners, if they execute that same game plan they did against the Cowboys last year, that they will own this game. What do you think about that? Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you there as well. It's it's kind of funny how you play the game out. You could have done a bunch of you know woulda coulda shouldas. Like the one that jumped out to me was when the Dallas Cowboys lost Tony Pollard 
for the game, um, that really changed any kind of offensive dynamic that they had because he was the one that was really moving the ball right. uh, on, on his place. You know, not so much when, you know, Zeke got a hold of the possession and, and you know, did what he could, but it's, I just felt that they got really, really predictive, you know, from my vantage point on TV. Uh, it, it seemed as if all Dak Prescott cared about after throwing a touchdown pass to Schultz was, uh, you know, how many times can I throw it to number 88? Um, I honestly don't think that we saw even, was there even one look to Gallup? I, I don't know. Maybe there was, but it, it just became very predictive. Uh, and it made things a lot easier for the 49ers. Um, what they'll need to do very specifically, if you're looking at how to beat the Eagles, is kind of what I said the Giants need to do to beat the Eagles. And they definitely didn't do that. Oh. And that's outside contain of Jalen Hurts. Keep him inside his pocket and you're going to win this game pretty handily. Uh, I think that's exactly what they're going to, to game plan for, force that to do it that way, and I think they're going to have some really good success offensively. Um, yeah, the Eagles may come and you know really lay a, a good pounding on the offensive line of the 49ers to put pressure on Purdy, but there's just way too many weapons. There are Ayuk. I mean, you could, again, McCaffrey lining about any, you know, behind the quarterback, on the slot, outside, there's going to be so many ways that the Niners are going to be able to beat you, and that's going to be the key to the game, the ability to find any target on any plane under any scheme. Let me ask you this, Robert. Do you think the Niners will expose Jalen Hurts in this game? I'm not saying that he's not he, – he's well-deserving of being an MVP candidate. He did have that season. But I'm still looking for that signature win from Jalen Hurts, and I haven't seen it yet. I don't consider being the Giants who – just looked abysmal in that game as a signature win. He struggled in his first playoff game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last year, who the Bucs did exactly what you did. They kept him in the pocket. They made him throw, and he made forced errors. He had a couple turnovers. You also remember when he played in the national championship game with Alabama, he was benched at halftime for two. Let's not forget that. It's one of the reasons – well, it's the main reason why he ended up transferring – to to Ohio State to yeah Ohio State later on, but will the Niners expose him? Can that front seven, like you said, just force him to make errors? Because if you watched again, Jalen Hurts against the the Giants and really most teams all year, he always had his first option open for him. He had a wide open AJ Brown. He had a wide open Dallas Goddard. He had a wide open Devonta Smith. If they take away that first option from Hurts and make him make an errant throw. Is this the game that Hurts has maybe his worst game of the year? What do you think? Putting it shortly, I, I think that exactly is going to be the game plan. And yeah, Ali, you know, I suppose if you know if we want to talk about, you know, how do we find a way to expose Jalen Hurts? I think that that's exactly it to stymie the Eagles' game plan uh, and, and to have them being forced into plays rather than playing the you know the you know the game card that they want. That would probably, you know, in my eyes, say, yeah, this is definitely how the Eagles got beat, and here's how to solve this team that won 14 games in the regular season. Uh, I, I again, I think if you take away the the strengths that Jalen Hurts has found over this season, uh, then that's exactly how to do it. I, I think it's it's being able to have him stay in the pocket and have him to force through his. Uh, you know, through his repetitions and find targets that eh, maybe he didn't want to throw to. And you're going to find a lot of times where he just has to throw it out of bounds. 
Totally agree. So both you and I are picking the Niners money line to both cover and win. What about the total, Robert? What are you leaning? So if I look at the total, I, I think it's a very, very good number. Uh, and then here's why. If you see how I, I kind of figure out the game plan and I look at it and say, you know, a point spread like this, two and a half, for me, it's two. Um, I've got the the Eagles and Niners pretty much dead set on the exact same number, uh, you know, in, in my power rank. So if I gave the Eagles and and, and their, you know, their, their stadium number about a 1.7, maybe even a 1.8, a little bit higher than others, uh, it, it still falls into the Niners' favor in, in terms of how much of a point spread this game should play into. So with that said, I have the Niners breaking 24 points. I've got them right around 26, 25. Um, Eagles, you know, and, and the way I have it being played out, if if do if they do in fact have all the outside containment and success that they have from there, um, two touchdowns for sure is what I could see them pulling off in a couple of field goals. That won't be enough, obviously, to keep up with the 49ers. So uh, 26, 17. Looks like it's probably going to be just under for me. I agree. I'm going with the under on this one as well. All right, let's move back to the next game. I feel like it's deja vu from last year, which it kind of is. Bengals and Chiefs in the AFC Championship game again. Bengals on the road, which ironically, you hear a lot of chatter. They renamed Arrowhead Stadium, Burrow Stadium. <laughs> Burrowhead Stadium because Joe Burrow has just owned the Chiefs. 3-0 against him, Robert, in the past three meetings. What are the odds in this one? Allie, we're going to – I'm going to put this as, as lightly as I could explain it. I've never seen line movement on an NFC or AFC championship game like this in my entire career, ever. Let's start with the easy wow. one, the total. The total's 47.5, bounced up to 48, and that's where – most places are right now 48 there's still a couple of 47 and a halves which eventually i believe will, will end up getting to that 48 here's the insanity open up kansas city chiefs before even the number was set ali i had this number already set before the game was even going to be played i had kansas city as a five point favorite wow so let's go and and see what happens high ankle sprain uh, yesterday we see him play, and so it looks like he has mobility. It, he's going to have maximum science applied to his body in the next few days before this game kicks off Sunday afternoon at 3.30 Pacific. So we open up the game, Kansas City as a one-point favorite. Goes to pick pretty much the moment we realize that we're not going to see a 100% Patrick Mahomes, high ankle sprain. Goes from pick to Bengals minus one, one and a half, two, and two and a half. Then we see the video footage of Mahomes and, and his mobility on the practice field. And back down it goes to one and a half, one pick, and Kansas City now everywhere as a one-point favorite. I <laughs> I am riding with the Bengals. I made the mistake last week of going against the Bengals. <laughs> I should have brought that up too. I, I, you know, I admit when I'm wrong. I thought the Bills would step up. I thought Joe Burrow's offensive line, having three offensive guys injured, would have hurt him. 
it did the opposite. They looked great. So I will never go against my pick again because I had the Bengals from the beginning of the season making the Super Bowl. I love the Bengals here. It, it, it doesn't matter if it's one, one and a half, two, two and a half. I think the Bengals win by a field goal or more. I don't think Patrick Mahomes is 100%. I know he it, being mobile on a practice field is way different than being mobile in a game when you're having all these guys run at you. I think even if Patrick Mahomes was 100%, I'd still be going with the Bengals. I think Joe Burrow is just that good. I don't think he, he, he's unfettered during pressure. He he brings it all. I think the the Cincinnati defense is severely underrated. You saw that against the Bills this past week. I think they find a way to contain Mahomes. I think that the defense forces some turnovers. And when you look at the Kansas City defense, I don't think they keep up. I think that what the Bengals did last week, utilizing Joe Mixon a lot, they're going to do that again. The Beng- the Chiefs don't have a good run defense. I'm 100% on the Bengals here for this one, Robert. How about you? I'm going to go the opposite way, Allie. Oh, wow. So basically, here's here's how I have this. Look, yes, we had a Chad Henney sighting, right, which means that things obviously took a turn for the Chiefs in their game. Uh, you know, specifically Mahomes' ankle. Ha-ha. So the, my rating credit has a healthy Mahomes as being worth about two and three quarters to Kansas City's bottom line, while Henney is worth a minus five and a quarter. Right. Mahomes has insisted since post-game interview that he's going to be ready to go on Sunday. So there's a bit of chaos involved, right? And the definition of healthy is different for everybody. I have to go on his word and my eyes. Right. So if that's the case, I have Kansas City as two and three quarters to almost a three-point favorite if he's fully healthy. Now, books everywhere have Kansas City Chiefs down to one. And this changed literally overnight where Cincinnati was a one-point favorite. Then pick, and early this morning over coffee, I moved Kansas City back to one. So I feel, honestly, you know, if you just go on a unit-by-unit basis, Allie, the Chiefs have the edge in the rushing offense, passing offense, and passing defense. Mm-hmm. So that's through through my ratings. And I, I mean – I think the market honestly is overreacting to this injury and ignoring the rest I of the team. I agree with that. Right. And and I think that the injury, you know, completely is discounting all of the other season long ratings. So it's gonna obviously come down to my bookmakers numbers versus the retail uh marketplace everywhere. Um I I had Kansas City as the one to the one A of Buffalo. Uh, and, and, you know, obviously, you know, Buffalo got trounced by Cincinnati. So one might think, okay, well, does that make Cincinnati the 1A to Kansas City? Yes, they do, obviously, right? We saw them and we saw what they did to Buffalo. It was, it was, it was you know, a clinic, a clinic and offense versus defense. So I'm going to go right now with, with the number that I have in, in, my, in my rank. I'll take Kansas City for the win to move on to the Super Bowl. Let me ask you something, Robert, because you, you bring up a good point. I hate going with the public, and it seems like the public is 100% on the Bengals. But I had mentioned even if Patrick Mahomes was 100%, I'd still be on the Bengals. What is the handle currently that you're seeing at Baldini's? What's the ratio? Are more are, Is it what I think it is that more people are highly backing the Bengals? What are you seeing at Baldini's? So it, it, exactly, Ali, and, and thanks for mentioning that because the number – 
is dancing all over the place, right? And so you have to wonder where is good money coming in on numbers right now. Um, to be honest, the most important bet that I've seen come across was very late last night, and that was a, a sizable limit bet at Kansas City plus one and a half. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, Kansas City is a one-point favorite right now, and the most respected better that I've had across hundreds of bets so far is the one bet that I saw at Kansas City plus one and a half. And the moment I saw that bet, I said, yeah, here's where I go to pick. Straight to pick from one and a half. Um, lots and lots of tickets on uh, Cincinnati, minus one and a half, minus one. Uh, and that's that's been pretty much the, the vast majority of the volume of tickets and the ticket count. However, the most important bet in my eyes among all bets that I've taken here at the Book of Baldini's thus far is on Kansas City plus one and a half. Interesting perspective in that one. So let me ask you too, because you mentioned Pat Mahomes injuries. You said from what your eyes see that he's a hundred percent. Do you think when he takes the field on Sunday night that that injury is going to linger at all? Do you think that all like, do you think the Bengals are going to take advantage of that? Do you think from the first snap, they're just going to blitz him and try to get him shaken up? What do you think? Exactly. And and they're planning. They, Kansas City is planning exactly for that. You know they have to. You know they're going to be sending the house. I was shocked the much. Jacksonville Jaguars didn't do that. The minute he got hurt and was, it was, he was clearly limping in the backfield, Robert. And they're not, they're not blitzing him. I was like, go for the guy. Like, yeah. I, I believe that was a, a, a really huge misstep in coaching. Uh, if you if you see a wound, you got to go after it. It's kind of, kind of, kind of the you know Sun Tzu right here. It's just obviously if you see that he's got a weakness, you have to exploit it. There's no way, no matter. I don't want to hear it. I'm not going to even accept it as an as an answer. If you have Mahomes hobbled, right? He says hundred percent. So obviously from the waist up, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. From the waist down. I don't think he's going to be at 10%. So the most we'll see out of him is maybe a three-step drop and expect to see a ton of shotgun out of him. I don't think that we're going to see uh, you know, plays where he offers up a three-step drop back. You know, we're not going to see a lot of, of long-range passing from him, but we're going to see a ton of yak all day for Kansas City, and I think that's going to be the key on how to beat Cincinnati. One more question, Robert, before we move on to our buy or sell segment. Joe Burrow, if he does beat the Chiefs this week, that'll make him 4-0 against the Chiefs his last his last four games, his second consecutive Super Bowl appearance in only three years in the league. Is there any other quarterback in this league you would rather have than Joe Burrow if he beats the Chiefs this weekend? No. No, I and and I'm and I'm looking across the board, right? If, if are we playing, you know, start an NFL franchise? Because if we are, um, it's it's going to be jumping for me. I agree. So, so young, so mature, uh, so knowledgeable of the 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 playbook that he has. Now, I really hope that Cincinnati, and this is the beauty of the NFL, right? It, it's it's probably the the league that has the most parity of of all four team sport leagues, uh, you know, out there, and that's what makes the NFL so so fantastic that you could see 
any team put it together and, and, and make their way into championship caliber. How many years have the Bengals just been right. completely downtrodden before the arrival of Burrow and then Chase and all the other pieces? So I honestly hope that we see him there forever. I hope we see the coaching staff there forever. And, and you know, I, I hope that they keep building on it because it's it's a great story. He's um, he's an incredible talent with some really great talent surrounding him. And, and it's just an amazing, amazing league to, to know that he can do exactly what we've seen him do the last two seasons and, and maintain this incredible composure and, 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 and level, uh, you know, among all of the NFL quarterbacks out there. So I, I, for, for a quick hot second, I said, ah, you know, what about Justin Herbert? You know, and I'm like, no, nah, this, there's just more that you get out of Joe Burrow. It's, it's the sum of the parts that are exceedingly high. And, and I'm just so excited to watch Joe Burrow play uh, forever, please <laughs> for, keep playing forever for me. Hundred percent agree with you, and not taking anything away from Pat Mahomes, but even you look at the turnaround Joe Burrow did with the Bengals. You nailed it. They had they were perennial losers for I don't know how many consecutive seasons. He gets hurt halfway through his rookie year. His first full year playing, he takes them to the Super Bowl. They're on the cusp of making the Super Bowl again. Pat Mahomes, when he did take over over Alex Smith, the Chiefs are already play in a playoff team for I don't for consecutive years. Again, not taking anything away from Patrick Mahomes, but it's truly remarkable what Joe Burrow has done with this team in a short time in the league. All right. Well, those are our picks for the week. Robert and I both agree on the Niners. We're differing on the Bengals and the Chiefs. Oh, real quick, Robert, what are you leaning for the over or the under on the Bengals and the Chiefs game? Ah, okay, right. So the total, I honestly believe it is set too high. Uh, at, At 48, I think Kansas City with a modified game plan is going to be able to pick up a win scoring 27 points. So uh, 27, I I probably think Cincinnati finishes somewhere around maybe I'm thinking 19 to 22, 23. Uh, We're going to see some chicanery and absolutely some madness when it comes to the playbook Uh, expect some two point conversions to knock the, uh, the prime numbers out out of whack. So I think the game goes, does go under the total, which is odd thinking, you know, it's Kansas city. It goes over. Of course it does. Uh, not this time. No, not for me. I, I like under in this one as well. Yeah, I agree with you. I am taking the under in both games too. All right. Well, those are our picks. We have a few minutes left. So Robert and I going to do our favorite segment and that is by ourselves and a- a- NFC and AFC championship edition. Robert, are you ready for this one? <laughs> yes. I thought you'd never ask. All right, first one, Robert, buy or sell. Christian McCaffrey will have more receiving yards than rushing yards this weekend, Robert, buy or sell? Oh, that's a fantastic question. Yeah, um, fully dynamic offense game plan being put into effect. Like I said uh, just, you know, 10 minutes earlier, I see the Niners pulling out the most complexity that they can do, and they're going to have McCaffrey lined up all over the place. Yes. I love this one. Let me buy the shares of more receiving yards than rushing. I will buy as well. I think they're going to get creative. Again, he's a little banged up, but I can see him getting a lot more passes in the in, in the out. I can see him getting some screens. So I will say, yes, Christian McCaffrey will have more receiving than rushing yards. Next one, Robert, buy or sell. Jalen Hurts will have a multi-turnover game. Buy or sell. Wow, this is great. Uh let me go with 
sell. Um, I don't see, how about this? I don't see him getting an interception because the game plan of the Niners are going to do uh, more of a scramble inside the pocket. I could see him losing a fumble right. in an attempt to scramble out of the pocket. Uh, I'm going to keep it at one. So I'm going to go under one and a half. Uh, I will sell multi-turnover day for Jalen Hurts. I will go the opposite. I will buy. I do think he gets a fumble. He did fumble against the Giants, but they managed to recover it. I think he gets a strip sack again, and I do actually think he throws a turnover in this game. I told you a prop bet I like is the over on his interception rate. So I will buy. All right, next one, Robert. Buy or sell? Brock Purdy and George Kittle will, will connect for a touchdown this Sunday. Yes. Uh, go ahead and add the asterisk to it with a uh, ball bouncing off helmet, pinky, <laughs> finger, elbow, maybe a knee. Everything. Uh, that was a ridiculous catch. Get out of here with that. How do you – these these people are just absolute superhumans. Every one of you, all of you. I love you, NFL. Uh, yes, buying George Kittle, Brock Purdy connecting for a touchdown, please. <laughs> 100% agree with you right there. <laughs> All right. Buy or sell, Robert. Chad Henney will enter the game at some point for the Chiefs on Sunday. Wow. Um, yeah, I, I just did say uh, expect some two-point conversions and some uh, skullduggery happening during the Bengals and Chiefs. Excellent point. Um, this is one of those games where if you could find a book offering the prop uh, – total number of quarterbacks to uh, attempt a throw. Uh, this might be one of them. Uh, yeah, yeah. Buying Chad Henning, entering the game at some point for the Chiefs. Give me Chad, I'm buying. I agree with you as well. All right, final one, Robert. Buy or sell? I think I know your answer to this, but I want to put it out there. <laughs> okay. Buy or sell? Joe Burrow will be smoking a victory cigar at the end of the day on Sunday. Oh, poor Joe. I'm so sorry, my friend. I'll give you this cigar, but you're going to have to smoke it in sadness. Uh, I, will, <laughs> I will sell Joe Burrow selling uh, selling that no cigar victory for you at the end of the day. Uh, I still love you, Joe. You are an incredible talent, as you all are in the NFL. Everyone's a winner. Why, why am I so happy today? <laughs> today we got we got basketball going on so <laughs> i watched the xavier uconn game last night that one came down to the wire so yes. got football coming sunday so it's <laughs> a good time all right everyone oh and i am buying that one i said i like the i like the Bengals this week i think joe burrow will be lighting up that cigar this weekend all right well that is all the time we have before we sign off robert any last thoughts or advice for the audience yeah, hey, let's let's give the listener a little bit little taste of what might be to come. How about let's uh, let's do a really quick preview of uh, some potential matchups for our Super Bowl, Allie. Yeah, what let's line, do that. What line do you think we should make Cincinnati versus Philly? Ooh, um I still think Cincinnati's getting disrespected. I would say Philly minus 2. Okay, I'll go I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to go if they make it this far then they truly are the best. I'm going to go uh, uh, Bengals minus one. Next. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Next. How about Bengals and 49ers? Whew. Well, Niners have been there recently. I don't they, – they will be on the West Coast. The game's in Arizona. I would say pick them. 
Yep, me too. Because uh, I, I like the Niners better than the Eagles here. I go pick them here as well. Uh, last two, assuming a healthy Mahomes on both of these, okay? Kansas City and Philadelphia. Kansas City, and I think Kansas City's favored. I think Kansas City minus three. Excellent. I'm going to go a little bit less. I'll go two. And okay. then the last one, Kansas City and San Francisco. Again, Ooh. assuming a healthy Mahomes. A rematch of two years, three years ago. Um, that was the last Super Bowl before COVID. Uh, I will say Kansas City will be favored. I would go Kansas City minus three on that one. Excellent. I'm going to go a little less. I'll also go Kansas City two, but with a little bit of juice on the San Francisco right. side, only because of the Bay Area out here. Yep. Awesome. It's going to be tight. Yeah, all good, all all close lines. I think that any matchup, I would be very happy to see. You have some premier quarterbacks, Joe Burrow, Pat Mahomes, Jalen Hurts. You have the Mr. Irrelevant story with Brock Purdy. I know everyone's rooting for him as well, unless you're an Eagles, Bengals, or Chiefs fan. So <laughs> I, I will love to see any of those matchups. I think we're going to be treated to a very good Super Bowl. And I think whichever team makes the Super Bowl, we're not going to see a Rams collapse like you saw last year. So I think whoever wins the Super Bowl, Whoever's the runner-up, I think you still see a nice long-term success for that team going forward. All right, everyone. Well, that is all the time for today. We want to thank you all for joining. Robert and I will be back on Monday to recap everything and hope all your bets turn out the way you'd like them to. And take care. Take care.